0: Welcome into the Sports Buffoon's Podcast. Yo, what's going on out there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome on in to the Sports Buffoon Studios once again. We got the full trio right along with us right here. We got uh, to my right and to my right, uh, we got Tanner Dawson and Jason Gg. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's up, yo? Back Once again, it's so good to be back in the studio, but in a little different setup today. You know why? You know why? Why is that? Because we're kind of testing something out right now, because next week here on Tuesday, uh, we will be at the Limitless Spring Company in Lenexa, Kansas, doing a live show, live pre-draft, fun-ass show for you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to come out, hang out, have some beers with us over there, and uh, just have a good old time. We're going to have a speaker for you guys, uh, open mic as well. Anyone has to come up right. with questions, comments. You can call us idiots if you want. I don't give a damn, uh, but we want you there. So, if you guys are listening out there on Facebook and so on, please come out and join at Limitless Brewing Company in Lenexa. It is directly between Lackman and Flum on 95th Street. Um, so, Tanner, I mean, we're excited for this thing, right? We yeah. are. We are
1: excited. Um, had a new edition. To this big event here at Limitless, Dan of Let's Talk Sports has granted us uh, the ability to give away any jersey that you want if you win and enter in, essentially. If you come in, you comment on the show, or if you come in live to Limitless, you have a chance to put your name in for a drawing. Dan from Let's Talk Sports is there to help us out, kind of sponsor us, basically, in a way.
0: So, wait, Tanner, you're saying the way it works is if you show up to Limitless and you drop your name in a bucket, then you have a chance to win a free jersey. You got your chance to win a free jersey. Or if you comment on the show while we're live, you also have a chance to win a free jersey. You also have a free chance to win a jersey. Dan from Let's Talk Sports. Let's go. That's awesome, Dan's got it all covered here. Most
2: importantly, even if you don't win the free jersey, you still get a chance (laughs) to get hammered. That is very, (laughs) you know what?
0: That's very true. That's very true. Because they do have some good beers out there, guys. They have they a, new really double, do. a new double IPA that I had a couple weeks ago, hoping it's still on tap. I hope that it ran out yet. Uh, but otherwise, these guys have been around the business now for quite a while. Uh, we, I was their one of their first ever customers. And I was the, I yeah. was the first one to walk in the door of the new establishment. So, yep. yes, we're very loyal to uh, Dave and Emily over there, the owners of Limitless. Um, they're, they're a good brewery, have treated us well in the ping pong days back in the day. And that was kind of what we did as a recreational sport. Um, but yeah, I, am just excited to get this done, man. We've been, we've been wanting to do this actually for about a year now.
1: We have actually right. over two years, now. a little over two years. Yeah. yeah since, same. I mean, yeah. literally our first year in, you know, we've been wanting to do a live event there in the back room. We talked about at the old building. Now they're in this wonderful new building and it'll be in, in basically where everybody sits. So it's, this is awesome opportunity. And I, I mean, I'm just excited for it.
0: Put it in your schedule books, guys. Tuesday, we'll be there uh, kicking off somewhere around 7.30. But uh, if you can get there around 6.30 or 7, that's even better. So, that's right. Uh, awesome. So, uh, otherwise, you guys, we got some sports news to talk about. But first and foremost, what are we all sipping on today?
1: What
2: do you got, J.G.? Uh, probably whiskey, but I don't probably really know. Probably whiskey. So. If
1: it's the bottle you grabbed, that would be rum.
2: <laughs> rum yeah, again? On a- Was that an accident? It's something brown. <laughs> which which, (laughs) if it's brown flush it down so that's probably (laughs) a bad idea but
0: uh i'm gonna say you're normally
2: a white liquor guy it tastes pretty good
1: okay i got uh, an ultra it's my fifth beer since i've been back uh from milwaukee
0: it's your fifth total beer beer. since milwaukee i drank
1: my first beer on saturday and i had two there i had one on monday that's my fourth beer since I've been back. So you're doing, you're doing low
2: mm. carb right now. Does that also mean doing low liquor and low carb? Does that also mean that you're high protein right now? Or how, yeah. how's your diet looking right it's about good. now?
1: It's actually really good. I do not know. We heard, hey, nice know. when are we a nutrition hey.
2: podcast? Hey.
1: By the way, big announcement here. I am below two twenty five, guys. So
2: <clears throat> by the way, well, if, if we big. did, okay. if we actually did a nutrition podcast, it would probably bring a little bit more value than <laughs> what the fuck that we're doing right now. So, but that's neither no, here no, nor there. Look,
0: look, look. Jason, it's it's draft season. It's draft season. We're here to be the 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 thing that people need to listen to right now. I mean, we're gonna hear we're just here and talk about prospects and talk about what the draft's gonna be like. So we're going to the draft, you guys. We're going to the draft the next Thursday. Uh, We're gonna we're gonna get all kinds of footage and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I I would hope when you're out there, they're gonna have some uh, some uh, crown bars and and Bud Light bars or whatever. But they're also gonna have Little Caesars. You can talk about nutrition while you're out there with Little Caesars. (laughs)
2: I will tell you this. I did a 5k. Uh, I believe it was rock the parkway off of Ward parkway two weekends ago. And <laughs> I was very proud of myself for finishing that 5k. And I was even more proud of myself when I got to the end and Martin city brewing had a tent set up and I got the gentleman stout and <laughs> they gave me like two of them for free. I didn't even have to pay for it. I was like, what's better than that. You finish a 5k, you feel good about yourself. And then you get a an imperial stout. And then you feel even better about yourself. Right. So shout out to Rock the Parkway and Martin City for having that shit out there.
1: We got Ian out here mm-hmm. commenting. Hi from Australia. Are you buffoons kidding? Aussie beer kills U.S. beer.
0: Whoa, I don't that. know about that. The shots. I don't know. I, shots. What do they what do they got out there right now? They got is it Killians from no? It's Irish. Never mind. Um what do they got An <laughs> Aussie beer? No, Aussie, I don't know. So so maybe we're wrong because we're out of touch because you know, Australia's on the other other yeah, right, on the other side of the country. I'm sure I mean?
1: there's better. I beer have a than feeling
0: Aussie's a little behind the times on some of the I, I, the great US beers we have. I'm here. sure
1: there's stuff that we don't get here in the US. Also, that we wouldn't Jason,
0: that. you know, you know as well as I do, they're very limited in their uh, abilities to do things, um, you so, know, such as going out and about in public, you know, without getting jabs and masks.
2: I, I will give them this. I, I'm not sure about their their beer scene but I have heard that they've always been really good in terms of having a wide selection of roulette tables at the casino. (sighs) Like I've heard if you're a big roulette player, like you should probably go to Australia because you're going to have a lot of options out there to try to make a lot of money. That's okay. Tufel's out here, guys. What
1: happened to the cable spool table where it's (laughs) a sombrero? I don't like change. Look, Tufel. (laughs) We're gearing it's, up next Tuesday. The, we just announced the that sombrero comes back next week. Next Tuesday. Yeah, next <laughs> Tuesday I'll be back. Next, we're gearing up. We're doing a, a practice run. I gotta make sure everything works right for our live event at a brewery next week. So All this right. is why it's a little change. Now, I on. apologize. and uh, not warn you ahead of time.
0: Is there gonna be a way for the people online to be able to see the crowd a little bit Yes, there? Yes. I, so I will have nice a camera the plan, right? facing
1: the facing the crowd. Perfect. Um I'll be working on a little layout uh this weekend. So don't worry, guys. I got you taken care of.
0: Because, you know, back in the day, we used to go to uh, Mr. Brews over there here in Overland Park. And, you know, that didn't always work out so well. But, uh, you know, we had, we had people there. But, I mean, no one was, like, engaged. I feel like Limitless is going to be a little more fun. Be a little different. Everyone's there drinking craft beer. So it's going to be uh, a little more fun environment. I Ian think.
1: says behind. It's midday
0: Thursday here. <laughs> midday Thursday. He's a
1: li- I think he's a little ahead is what it is. And okay. Dave out here does the wheel spin the opposite direction? You know what? It can spin any direction, left or right around. Because I uh, well, no, he's
0: talking about the he's not talking about the wheels. Talking about the toilet.
1: No, I thought well, was no,
0: because whenever you talk about the table. No,
2: when you flush the toilet in Australia, it it goes to the other direction.
1: You're talking about the wheel. The left. No,
2: no, 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 no. You're absolutely right in terms of the toilet. Now, as far as the roulette. As far as the roulette, roulette wheel is concerned, I have no idea. I, I I think they can spin it in whatever direction they want. Um, but they last time I checked, they do not play American roulette down there well, in Australia. It's probably the European wheel, which has better odds.
0: Here's the thing. If they play the European wheel, that makes them like two times as smarter as the ones that play the triple zero oh, wheel, gosh. which I saw some of that playing, being played in Vegas this past weekend. Uh, so if you're playing a triple zero roulette wheel, you're you're just a dumbass. You mean, I, I don't have
2: anything good words for you. You mean to tell me that they actually have that now in Las Vegas? The triple oh, zero I saw roulette it. wheel?
0: Because I was about to actually throw some money on there until I realized, oh, look
2: at all those zeros. Wow, there's three of them
0: in a oh. row. <laughs> That's because they they cluster them into one little section. Um, so I might guess as well go screw
2: I guess we are in a sad state of intelligence here in the United States. But so people are actually people are playing, playing, people that, playing that. Yes. It That's was about. It was fifteen dollars a uh, spin. I thought the wow. same thing when when I realized that we were playing double zero roulette and the rest of the world is playing single zero. Right. I thought we were stupid then, and now we've added another zero, and just like yeah. it, just we're going down the drain here. I guess they add one more, we got to
0: boycott the whole
2: game. Yeah,
0: <laughs> prove a point to them,
2: or you can just keep playing, man. Keep losing more money. <laughs> we're gonna butt light this thing. <laughs> All right, guys,
0: let's talk a little sports <laughs> for a little bit. We done with our. BSing for a minute. Um, guys, what are you
1: drinking? You never said what you're drinking.
0: Water. No, 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 it's not, (sighs) guys. Yes, so I came back from Vegas recently. Obviously, um, took a little break, decided it's Wednesday, might as well have a fling. Um, I got the tequila paloma from Boulevard Brewing Company, which I will be there next Wednesday as well. So, those of you out there listening, if you are going to Boulevard, I will be there checking out the How About Those Chiefs, um, brewing like pre-draft fest or whatever you want to call it yeah. uh, put on by Cole from how about those chiefs over there on YouTube. So I'll be there. There was 150 tickets on sale. I managed to snag two of them actually. Um, boy. So, uh, you know, thanks, thanks to dad for helping out too, for that one. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's going to be some barbecue and uh, three hours of open bar at Boulevard.
2: Can so. you sell that ticket to the highest bidder and make, make a little bit of money?
0: um I, at, at this point you know it's hard to say
2: i think you should try know. to sell it man
0: I, i'd rather why would i sell it when i could go talk to cole and hang out and have good beer eh, that's a good point i'd rather that's just a good point rather, so you know that's yeah, all
1: I'd, I'd rather do what you're doing
0: all right all right guys anyways um let's dive into some uh random NFL around the around the league, around the news uh, type of thing right now where we're going with, obviously, we have the draft coming up and we're going to talk NBA a little bit later. Um, but were you guys surprised at all real quick about the signing of Blaine Gabbert to the Chiefs as the second-string quarterback? Because I know for me, I wasn't surprised one bit. This is Andy Reid doing Andy Reid things. He loves having a veteran backup quarterback. He's done that his entire time in Kansas City. Did it his entire time with the Eagles as well. He loves having someone who's experienced as the number 2 quarterback. So uh even though Blaine Gabbert's had a, you know, rocky overall career back and forth, you know, very similar to Chad Henney, Yeah. Very similar to uh Matt Moore. Um guys like that, you know, career backup at this point. He up Tom Brady. Um guys, what do you think
2: of now Blaine Gabbert being a chief I like the signing because that's what you want to bring in to back up Patrick Mahomes as a seasoned veteran. And when you make a signing like this, you're you're basically saying we want to bring in this guy to not fuck everything up if Mahomes gets injured. And like that that's the bottom line. And I know that kind of sounds bad, but that's I'm just being honest with you guys. When you make a signing like that if you're second string quarterback, that that's basically what it is. And there's, there's no other definition to a backup quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes is like, who's the best guy for the job that we can trust that will not fuck things up. And so for that purpose, I I like the signing of Blaine Gabbard.
1: I wasn't surprised on the signing of a veteran quarterback. Uh, For some reason, I didn't even think Blaine Gabbard would have been in the conversations. I knew we would get somebody. I just didn't know who. I love the pick. I'm okay with the pick. It's good for the pick, because uh, like you said, Andy Reid does very well with these vets that have been hitting around the league for a while. Um, similar kind of with Henny, and I, I just think, I don't know. I just think it's the right move. So I'm in for Blaine Gabbert. I think it's a great move, and yeah. he's a Super Bowl champion. So,
0: <laughs> well, he might be another Super Bowl champion here in the future. But um, no, I think it was a great, great move. Because I mean, it just it's one of those things where this is kind of a guy. We've known he's now 33, been around quite a while. But if there's anyone who can kind of corral a quarterback to get him to where they want him to be, it's Andy Reid. And we've all known in the past, Blaine Gabbert had great arm strength. I mean, I, being a Mizzou fan, I watched him for many years out of frustration. And he, he was not the kind of player like when it came to the draft in 2011, when he was being drafted. And next thing you know, people are talking about him being a top 10 pick. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like Blaine Gabbert, that guy I've been watching at Mizzou the last couple of years to be a top 10. They all looked at, oh, well, he's big and tall and thick, you know, got a strong arm. And, they, you know, everyone thought they could just coach him into becoming a true quarterback uh, of a quality stature. And the thing is, he he was awful in a lot of ways at Mizzou. He he let his talent do everything for him at Mizzou. And even then, it wasn't good enough. Um, And I think Andy Reid's the one guy that can kind of corral a guy a little bit. Especially a guy like him, and get him to settle down a little bit in the way he is in the pocket, because um, he's a nervous wreck in the pocket a lot of times. Um, I thought it was funny. I was watching a clip from Taylor Lewan uh, this week as well while I was on vacation, actually, and he was talking about his experience with Blaine Gabbard. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but he said um, Taylor Lewan was talking about Blaine Gabbard in 2018. He was part of the Titans, and Blaine Gabbard goes out and he goes, he just says something along the lines of. Uh, you know you guys just out there stand them up and let let daddy rock it or something like that <laughs> and so taylor the saying those he's like he's like the first two throws coming out taylor was like "Woo, this guy okay we're doing something next throw pick six <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like a it was like a quick okay never mind we we know who you are uh kind of a moment but uh yeah I, anyways i i think the you know Chad Henney didn't have the greatest career by any means either. I mean, no. he got to the Chiefs and had his greatest drive of his entire career in in, in, the, in the in a playoff game. Yeah. You know, 98 freaking yards. He had the drive, you know what I mean? Um and you know, there's there's always a way Andy can make these guys perform to their ultimate level. We saw it back in the day with Jeff Garcia, uh, Kevin Cobb, guys like that and um obviously, you know, Matt Moore, Chad Henney Chase Daniel even played a decent game here and there whenever he needed to with, with Alex Smith sitting out for a game. And I feel like I, I feel confident in a situation where, if anything was to ever happen to Pax and you know, obviously we never want to see Blaine Gabbard play a damn game as a Chief other than preseason. Um, then I feel confident. I feel confident that we're going to have it figured out and Blaine Gabbard's going to be ready to roll when the time comes, if the time ever comes. Yeah. I mean, the, so, the other it.
2: thing, the other thing you can't, Forget about this whole thing is like this is not just a football move with Blaine Gabbert. This is a life move because we can't forget about what happened last year when Blaine Gabbert helps rescue a family from a helicopter crash. Uh, this was last year, and there was a family that I guess was in a helicopter that had a crash landing. They were under duress, and Blaine Gabbert basically instructed the passengers how to inflate their life jackets based on his own experience in the water, got him on, on the jet ski. So this was kind of a rescue mission for Blaine Gabber. And I feel like even though this has nothing to do with football, I mean, like the fact that he has that life experience that might come in handy. If in fact he jumps into a situation where Patrick Mahomes can't get back on the field for whatever reason, like, that could be a rescue mission in terms of his NFL career. If he has to step in and, and help out the chiefs in that capacity.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I forgot all about that, Jason. That's a good thing to bring up. Um, yeah. I remember hearing about that, but I totally forgot about that entire situation. And uh, so at least it tells you he's a, uh, he's cool under some kind of pressure. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Did, that, were cool. you,
1: were you kind of surprised guys that they didn't go after a guy like chase Daniels, like a reunion, Kind of Well, deal. no, a, at this age, Ryan, Chase Daniels now,
2: Carson like, 45 Wiggs. years old He's at this point. My gosh. Yeah.
0: Now, at this point in Chase's career, I mean, we, we had him for a couple of years. It's fine. But I think uh, it, it's, at this point, there's no point in bringing him back again. Um, I think I think Andy sees something maybe in Blaine. He can kind of uh, get get crowd a little bit as a player. And, you know, if the time ever comes, hoping not to get him going so yeah i'm cool with him being a backup because um otherwise uh shane Bouchelle was going to be the number two speaking of which dave's
1: out here says i think it's just to push Bouchelle through competition <clears throat> which it very well should could be. i mean it's it's going to put him in a roster, uh, chance for a roster spot again should so. be
0: i mean it, it should be but it's also just the mo of what angry does with always having a veteran backup <laughs> somebody in there somebody that's around 30 years <laughs> old
1: full out here says maybe they should have traded for Rodgers, need a decent backup.
0: <laughs>
2: no. Well, Rodgers don't want to play for Green Bay. So. By the way, he's still going to the Raiders, guys. Oh, Jesus. I've been calling this for months. We're still on this. You guys have all been laughing at me. It's still going to happen because he's not no. on the Jets. So
0: Speaking of trades, one more thing real quick, you guys, <laughs> to talk about. The 49ers have received inquiries from several teams looking for a potential trade partner for the former number three overall pick, Trey Lance. Uh, the conversations have been the result of San Francisco fielding the calls, not making them, with teams aware that Brock Purdy is likely the future starter, meaning Trey Lance could be available. Um, now, after the obvious, terrific play from Brock Purdy down the stretch of last season, and you, yes, you invested you invested a lot in Trey Lance. Um, I don't, I don't know you can take the job away from Brock Purdy at this point. Rock Purdy played better than Trey Lance ever has, not to mention he was healthy the entire time. Uh, something that Trey Lance has not proven yet. At this point, I'm open to fielding offers for Trey Lance. Absolutely, because he's shown me nothing. In college, he was, had a very, very brisk career, um, was very new to football, in fact, and I've not seen enough out of the guy to really care for what he's shown me in the NFL. I have Rock Purdy, who, yes, I took late in the draft. People have talked about him as being a similar type of a, a, of coming to the NFL as a as a Tom Brady. He's very mature for his age. Trey Lance, I don't know if that's the truth or not, even though he's been working out with Patrick Mahomes in the offseason. But then again, Patrick Mahomes has been working out with everybody. Yeah. So, um, guys, what do you think of the idea that Trey Lance is on the move? Because I think there's a real possibility we see here on draft day in Kansas City a, a draft night uh trade trade that's yeah. a very po- much a possibility i love every minute of it even though
1: trail or even though brock purdy is going to come back as early as week five to as late as could be week 15 yeah uh, depending on severity may not even play at all next year i would still take the opportunity to trade trey lance he hasn't been on the, he's been has an opportunity been on the field for what two years now and he's been hurt all both years he had An opportunity last year to be the guy got hurt and he hasn't looked good in the games he's played anyways. This is an opportunity to now make amends as much as you can of this decision of Trey Lance that you had to pick. Stick with Brock Purdy as your starter going forward whenever he comes back, and just deal with Sam Darnold can give you.
2: So Brock Purdy is the leader of the 49ers locker room, and we've known this as soon as that report came out probably four or five weeks ago. Um, so that's, that's basically set in stone. But... Guys, this is basically, if you want to compare it, which I I basically do with everything, if you want to compare it to the NBA, this is the James Wiseman situation. So for those of you who are not aware, the Warriors, they got rid of James Wiseman, the former number two overall pick, a long time ago. And in return, they've got Gary Payton the second back, who they wanted, and two future second-round picks. So for the 49ers and Trey Lance... This is kind of a situation like with the Golden State Warriors and James Wiseman. It's kind of like, let's see, let's just get what we can get here. Okay. Yeah. Because they obviously do not believe in him the same way that the Warriors did not believe in James Wiseman. And so they're they're trying to get what they can get here, but you know, that's I, I think they're doing the right thing here. But uh, you know, they've got to move forward because if you've already made the statement that you believe in Brock Purdy then, you know, you've kind of already played your hand in some respects. And it, it's not a situation where you're trying to devalue Trey Lance, but it's just like, okay, let's let's see what we can get in return for him. And maybe another team in the NFL wants to take a chance on him and see if they can work with him to try to improve him.
0: Yeah, one thing I noticed about Brock Purdy, and I just remember going through the playoffs, is watching his mental maturity on the yes. field, which is something that's extremely unique to have and is, is needed to have in a successful quarterback. And that was something, you know, that only special players have is the mental maturity. And the guy that was drafted in the way he was, you know, later in the draft, um, it, it's very similar to, you know, a Tom Brady type of mentality. Because even Tom Brady, whenever he was 23 years old, had this calmness demeanor about him yes. after the game. He would be talking to the reporter. You could just see, like, he had this thing of, like, I'm going to be here for a long time and he's not going to let whatever happens successful or not rattle him. He's got an end goal in mind. That's what he wants to be focusing on. And Purdy, just the way he handled these interviews to me was a very mentally mature way. Um, And, and kind of you, you pick up on things over time, I think with certain quarterbacks and Patrick Mahomes is great about it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has a lot of energy out there, of course, but at the same time he's mentally mature as well. And he always has been since, day one to come to the Chiefs. Um, I see that in Purdy. I don't know that we've seen that in Trey Lance. And obviously, we don't see that in guys like Zach Wilson or Sam Darnold. You know, and you you brought up, up Sam Darnold. But yep. I'm saying there's certain guys you see it in, other guys you don't see it in. That's why we talk about the it factor sometimes, is they like, what makes a guy special? And a lot of times, it's as simple, as, a, especially playing quarterback, you guys, that the mental maturity is probably one of the most important aspects you can have. In the NFL, getting to this point, getting to this stage and handling the adversity that comes with it. Cause you're not going to win every game. You're going to win. You're going to lose a lot of games.
1: You're going to lose tons of games. You're going to get used
0: to losing at the NFL level. But if you have the mental maturity uh, and, and calm the meter to withstand that, then, you know, you can kind of battle through anything. It's the same reason that that guys like Ryan leaf failed. He didn't have that. He's grown up a little bit and gotten over some of the demons he was facing over the cr- course of his life. But that guy could not handle anything. He was he was mentally destroyed. Chiefs were one of those reasons that even happened in the first place. But that's something to look for when looking at quarterbacks is like how can they handle themselves through adversity and through wins and losses and you know even if you win a really tight close game and yet you still handle yourself with with so much calm demeanor and class. Mm, yes, that goes a long long ways towards telling me who you are as a as a quarterback.
1: It also goes a long ways in the locker mm. room too.
0: Hundred percent. We're gonna have the backing of him going forward even though Trey Lance might have yep. been number three overall pick right now doesn't matter
1: it don't matter where you're picked just how you perform That's absolutely truthful out here says it would be smart to cut bait with him before he looks like Marcus Mariota out there <laughs> 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 pretty getting pretty close man ian says aussies enjoy watching NFL but you guys have 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 you guys have seen the best football code Australian rules football look Ian me and my buddy at work we watched Probably a good hour and a half of freaking uh, Aussie football, and he is obsessed with it now. And I, I loved watching it here. I would watch highlights all day long. I love what I saw. I wish the NFL would adapt those rules because it's kind of what we're looking for here in the NFL—not the consistent changes of rules here. So,
0: but yeah. Well, does, does Aussie football rugby you now have a forward pass? No, they do. They have a forward pass. Aussie too? football. Okay. Aussie I football remember- is different than rugby. So. Oh, so oh, okay. I got it's you. not rugby. Okay. It's
1: it's something totally different. It has like a combination of NFL, soccer, and rugby all in one. You could say. Gotcha. Okay. So it's it's actually really fun hmm. to watch.
0: Gotcha. I, I on, was going to say I've watched some stadium. rugby in my day, but I don't know if I've watched like as you're saying Aussie football necessarily.
1: Yes. So but you have to look it up. Look it up on YouTube.
0: Yeah, I'll check it out sometime. Um, guys, do you have any opinion on Alan Robinson being traded to the Steelers?
1: Nothing.
2: No, no, it's to me. You know, we always talk about bridge quarterbacks in this league. I think this is a bridge situation at wide receiver. A bridge for the to what? Because you got George Pickens, and Deontay Johnson. What are you bridging to? You well, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna win well, or, whatever well, you got. You're not gonna win. So this is like a bridge situation. You're in a good locker room guy who who can be, you know, just kind of bring these younger guys along and hopefully make them a little bit better in the next couple of years, but they're not going to win. So I I have no problem with the deal because I mean, Alan Robinson, my gosh, dude, he's, he feels like he's been in the league forever. So, I mean, just, just bring him into a good situation. Maybe they can win some games, probably not going to win the division, but you know, at least they can bring some uh, uh, positivity into the locker room. Maybe they're just trying to help Kenny pick it a little
0: bit, get him another weapon, (laughs) Which, I mean, I know it's not a totally. great weapon. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Just trying to help him out a little bit. Yeah, you totally want to help your young quarterback. But you just have to have the understanding that you're not going to win shit this year.
1: Look, I got this weird, weird suspicion that this is a bigger move than what we may think of it come closer to draft day. Um, I got this. I don't know. I just got the sneaky suspicion that Pittsburgh might try to move off of Deontay. I think they might as they should try. It. Well, yes, we've seen him. I would be trading him guys. away.
0: First of all, his production he's put up so far as a stealer has been a fraud. Yes, and I'm just going to say that right now. He's been force fed, and they've been putting up numbers. You can do that with a lot of frauds out there. It's, Deontay Johnson is not a good receiver, guys.
1: It's it's legit. That's what it feels like. It feels like it's a, a, in a way, a smoke screen, Not really, but like Deontay Johnson, we could see a draft day trade from him to somebody else that's looking for a. Potential number one receiver for them.
0: So what, Calvin Austin the third can do the exact same thing Deontay Johnson's been doing, yep. and that that guy's on that roster right now for the Steelers. So I would I would basically hype up the numbers Deontay's put up so far in fantasy. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> even though he can't score touchdowns, he can catch a lot of balls and try to use that as bait in some way to like get a fourth fifth round pick out of him. Yes, uh, in the in the real world, yeah, uh, that's what I'd be going for because obviously your number one is George Pickens without a doubt. Without question. Uh, Allen Robinson will be a kind of flexing, you know, two, two, three as he always has been. And then you guys got guys stepping up. Calvin Austin has a reason has a good reason to step up this year. So Um, and then, of course, there was the old bear at one point. It was successful. Anthony Anthony Miller Miller. had a really good rookie season. Never know. He could actually actually be someone that fits in well.
1: Yeah. I don't so. like like I said, that's my suspicion on this move. I like it for Pittsburgh. If they don't, I mean, even if they don't trade Deontay, I still like it. But I have a feeling it's meant for another move to come into play. So yeah. uh Dave out here says Sealer's got a steal five mil. Yep.
0: Yeah, I just I wish he was the player we saw in Jacksonville back in the day. <laughs> That's all. I don't I don't think he's at all that same player anymore. I don't, and no, I don't think. I he think he's far beyond washed up in that regard. Um, but I think that him being a WR two, WR three on this team, he, I mean, is going to be fine. I feel like Kenny Pickett's
1: going to go after him. So,
0: well, I mean, he's going to have to do something because uh, there's not a lot of depth on the team. There's just guys that you hope can step up and get more playing time as time goes on. But meanwhile, George Pickens should be a 80 catch, uh, 1,300 yard, 12 touchdown guy. Yep. That's the goal. That's I, the thought right now.
1: I agree on that. Two flat here says for the Aussie, they would rather show midget face slap roll championships backed with pool noodle beatdown league on ESPN before they will even show Aussie rules football. We don't get much out. That's true. That's what they do. They would rather show all that than Aussie football.
2: Well, I don't I don't have enough to talk about with Aussie football at the moment. So I love I love the fact that one of our favorite words on the show is washed. Washed. Yes. I, like I feel like it's and the, uh, the buffoon like, is the one that introduced that. I like to say, yeah. well,
0: I, I like to say the word bum. If someone sucks, uh, they're a yeah, bum. Yeah,
2: a lot of people get offended by that. But I tell you what, I'll tell you what, there's one player that's not a bum and who is not washed. That's Jalen Hurts. who just signed a 5-year, 255 million dollars 179 million dollars guaranteed and i want to get you guys's opinion on this because i want to know how that affects the lamar jackson <laughs> upcoming contract <laughs> with who who the hell knows what team he's going to play for wow. but also is that going to affect like joe burrow the justin <laughs> herbert contracts what what do you think who who's going to sign the next quarterback contract that's going to reset the market because i don't think it's going to be lamar jackson
0: oh i mean hell it's like kind of like who's up next kind of deal has to be i mean lamar jalen next. first of all i want to say this real quick jalen hurts played a super bowl winning caliber gaming as the chiefs he played phenomenal absolutely and i love the way that they ran I the mean, miss- and obviously miss- obviously the plays where you know he just does a quarterback sneak and they all shove him up three yards i loved it that's a great play mm-hmm. I, I i hope I they never it. take that play ever away because you know what? It's part of the game. It's part of football. And find a way to stop it. But, you know, he's he's known for that kind of stuff. He played phenomenal. Three rushing touchdowns in the game. He was passing the ball extremely well. Devontae Smith had a good game, too. Um, I, I think it's well-deserved. Yeah. I think Jalen Hurts putting up those numbers this course of this entire season consistently. He did it consistently. Yes. It was well-deserved. And he proved himself as a passer and a runner as well, equally. A playmaker.
1: 100
0: playmaker equally he could do both equally um and you know he's healthy well we right? saw
1: we saw the improvement we needed to see i think as well right first year starter takes the team to the playoffs they lose to the bucks whatever you took your team to the playoffs who shouldn't have even been there second year you take your team to the super bowl with some added uh key superstar AJ brown I, I come to play like you you improved exactly like you should you met the what you should be doing each year, progressing. And I think it's the right move. I think you found a guy, the Eagles found a guy that they believe in that can stay healthy, that can do multiple
2: facets of the game. But, uh, but, can, uh, but
0: can we answer Jason's question at all? Like, um, as far as, yeah, yeah who, who's going to get the next big dick contract? Lamar
2: Jackson. Well, I, I'm going to put it to you a different way because I feel like you guys probably both agree with me that we were sitting here talking about the Deshaun Watson contract and saying that was an anomaly and now all of a sudden we see a guy like jalen hurts who just made it to the super bowl yeah. that did not get the guaranteed money that deshaun watson got i feel like that hurts lamar jackson in his negotiations uh, because well he was holding yeah. out he's like well i i deserve as much as that guy got and now all of a sudden he's probably not gonna get it because no, Jalen no. Hurts, well, if, if you're not going to give that to Jalen Hurts, you sure as shit are not going to give that to Lamar Jackson at this point. He because, was never going to get it at all, though. Yeah, and, and I understand that Lamar Jackson did win an MVP, but Jalen Hurts was playing at an MVP level this year, although oh, he yeah. did not win the award. And so I feel like the fact that Jalen Hurts just signed this deal, that that's bad news for Lamar Jackson. I it feel is. like he just kind of needs to take what he can get at this point. Well,
0: Lamar needs to set his ego down for a minute. I mean, the guy, the guy is a good player, but he's not as good as he thinks he is. And just because like we talked, like you just said, just because Deshaun Watson got this ridiculous contract by the dumbass Browns does not mean that now every quarterback deserves a fully guaranteed contract of 300 mil, 250 billion. You know, that's, that's not how this thing works. Like it's, it's unfortunate that Watson had to kind of reset the mindset towards quarterbacks in the league. Um, but at the same time, you need to be kind of realistic of where you're at. Patrick Mahomes is no longer the year-to-year highest-paid quarterback. He's already been surpassed. That contract he he's signed... He's number six. He, that contract he, served, he signed for $500 million. By, he's he's yes. not the yearly highest-paid quarterback. Not even by, close.
2: By annual salary, he is only the sixth best <laughs> quarterback I mean? in the league.
0: So Lamar Jackson... Can you believe that shit? Can sit his ass down because the best quarterback in the league is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so I don't want to hear it from all these quarterbacks who want these guaranteed money... When the best quarterback in the league is getting paid the now, sixth highest annual So
2: so salary. what about what about Joe Burrow though? Joe Burrow has proven that he can beat Patrick Mahomes a handful of times. Does he deserve more oh, money? I forgot
1: about Joe Burrow. Does
2: he deserve more money than Jalen Hurts? Does he deserve a fully guaranteed contract based on the fact that he's already proven that he can kick the shit out of Mahomes
0: three out of yeah. four times? I think Joe Burrow I mean, resets he's, it. he's gonna get he's gonna be the next one to get paid big for yeah. sure.
2: So maybe maybe Lamar should wait until the well, Burrow contract comes through and then he can, you know, start his big dick negotiation. But here's the
0: thing. And Burrow's been healthy since his rookie year and played at a very high level, really, since his rookie year. So I mean, you know what you're gonna get out of the guy. I mean, what what you see is what you get, which is good quality. I mean, does he have room to improve? Probably a little bit. I don't know if he's hit his ceiling or not yet, but he's probably close. Um, but yeah I mean he's probably the next in line to get a, a huge contract I would say but at least you feel safe with that decision if you're the Bengals where like with the Ravens like y- you feel some discomfort and that's part of why it's not working out over there and uh it, especially I don't even think Joel Brewer gets a fully guaranteed contract.
1: No he won't get a fully guaranteed so. no. Alright I got one one for you because you guys Jason loves to talk about Lamar right now <laughs> let's say let's say they play the same amount of games this year they finish about close to the same no they don't win the super bowl but they both make the playoffs and they kind of blow out in the playoffs here who gets paid more Tua or Lamar Jackson
2: well that that's going to go to Lamar i think because you you can't if you get into the situation where you've got head injuries um that player to me is far more likely to want to step down and not play out the contract than a guy that just blows out a knee and doesn't really give a shit. He'll play till the day he dies. So I feel like Lamar Jackson has far more value to me than a guy like Tua because oh. Tua, the last time I checked, didn't didn't win the MVP of the fucking NFL. And the so. two also
0: kind of messed himself up a little bit in saying – what came out today, how he actually considered retirement yep. at one point. And so, and I, he should have, and, and he should have considered. I'm saying, like, you know, how are you going to pay a, a quarterback who has had this head trauma injury in the past, multiple of them now, uh, and who's also considered retirement? You know, for me, I'm like, I, I can't do that. I can't sit there and pay that guy who's thought that way, especially at this age, um, and think to myself, oh, he's going to be our, our future for the next, you know, seven years, which is always your hope when you when you pay a quarterback.
2: And I feel like a guy like Tua shouldn't even be in this discussion. I don't even want nah. to try to place a value on Tua. I just care about his safety. You know, like, please, dude, like, don't get another concussion. I I never want to see that ever again. And, like, let's. I just want the guy to, like, just not get hit in the head ever again. So, like, that's a. Right, but I, I feel like he's in a different discussion than a guy like Lamar Jackson, who's already proven himself yeah. that he can, you know, not get hit in the head and, you know, win playoff games and things of that nature. Yeah. If
0: it happens again this year, it's going to be one of those
2: things where we're going to be talking about him calling it. Quick. He's, he's Wes Welker. He, he's already entered that mm-hmm. territory of Wes Welker yeah. for back of the day. Well, he's got to wear one
0: just, of those. Those big, remember Wes Walker had the giant helmet Yes, for a year where he looked like a bobblehead. Oh God. You know what I'm saying? He had the giant oh uh, giant helmet. I think with the Broncos at the time, but it, it just looked huge.
2: Give him a giant helmet and in, instead of the, the team logo on the side, just put a sign that says, please don't hit me in the head. <laughs> right. Throw away
1: the ball and be well, fine.
2: They're not supposed to anyway. He's a quarterback, damn it.
1: Hey, by the way, you guys want some fun facts here? Last year in quarterback cap. Uh, dollars. Chiefs were first with their three quarterbacks there, and this year they are already first again going into 2023 season. So, I mean, at 41,000, so even more now with the Gabbard signing. So, because we got four quarterbacks technically on roster right now, but still, the fact that we're going to be possibly first again and yet still have a chance to win the, the Super Bowl makes everybody else look bad.
0: I think there's no chance, Tanner, no chance at all of that happening ever again no um i don't guys, think so talk, either i <laughs> want to talk cheese for just a second Wait, because what comments
1: <sighs> they're going to get that much money for hertz from Tufel, which they might but they might not and then Tufel says the first concussion to it gets this year will put serious discussion to it the second one will force it i believe that as well mm. man We'll
0: believe this as well. So I'm sure you guys heard the reports a little bit here, came out today. So Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has been uh, working out with a couple prospects. Yes. Wide receivers, as a matter of fact. First round wide receivers. Woo, we're getting a little juicy. Okay, guys, the The, the recent one, uh, obviously he already worked out with Quinn Johnston from TCU. Yes, Someone we've already talked about. Uh, he worked out with him at TCU. The Chiefs are actually asking for this to go on, I believe, because this, this last report yes. from Adam Schefter was the Chiefs called Zay Flowers to and asked him to work out with Mahomes, according to the report. That's an unusual arrangement. Teams regularly work prospects out of their schools, their homes, or where they're training, but asking a wide receiver prospect to work out with the team's quarterback is different. It's, clearly, it's unclear whether any Chiefs coaches, scouts, or other employees were in attendance. Um, or whether it's just Mahomes and Flowers working out together, but the fact is, the Chiefs asked Zay Flowers to, per- you know, come to work out with Mahomes. Same thing they did with Quentin Johnston. Now, this this almost makes it like too much of a tell. It does. Like it almost makes it so obvious that you're you're wondering to yourself, like, wow, every league, every team in the league is seeing this information right now. If someone else had a big boner for Zay Flowers. Well, you know, now they're going to be more interested and wanted to pop up, uh, not to, you know, you know, no no pun intended, um, for a guy like Zay Flowers or for a guy like Quentin Johnston. Um, and I, I like both these prospects. And Zay Flowers is really starting to catch on with me. I think I think he's freaking amazing as far as his, his route running ability. I think he's quick as hell, great hands, just consistent. You know what you're going to get out of Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is a bonafide, even though he's 5'10", I don't give a damn on this one. 5'9". I'll give him a pass. I'll give him a pass. He's a potential WR1, even being as short as he is. If you gave that guy six one, he's going top 10. Promising. Mm-hmm. But because he's 5'9", but it's also like 5'9", and three fours or something crap like that. Um, no, the guy. the guy looks phenomenal especially in in the underneath stuff he's gonna do the exact same thing Tyree Kill did in this offense yes and um, for a fraction of the price by the way if the if he's to be somehow uh, picked up by the chiefs in the draft um but guys like looking at these reports like Mahomes working out with these draft prospects does it at all make you think it's a smoke screen and I know Jason you love to talk about smoke screens all the yeah. time but uh is is this potentially a smoke screen or is it genuine interest?
2: I think it could be a smoke screen. Um, you know, I, I would say the average that I see with Zay Flowers is like kind of between that 20 to 25 range. And I think that the Chiefs would be fully confident in trying to trade up to in between 20 to 25. However, if that smoke screen causes it to get out of control, and now all of a sudden you're looking at top 12, top 10. I just I really don't see the Chiefs moving up that far. Um, it again, maybe it's because he's 510. maybe the Chiefs that think that they don't care about a smokescreen. Maybe they think that you know b- being at 510 that he's going to drop to 18 to 20, no matter what, and that they're gonna get him. Uh, but as a chiefs fan, I, I, I'm i not comfortable saying that the Chiefs are going to move up to like a top 12, top 15 pick to try to get him. I mean, I'm a Zay Flowers guy. Like, if I'm looking at the Chiefs draft in the first round, he's number one on my radar. And I, I would totally do do whatever I can to get him. But um, there, there's only so far you can reach. And for me, it's it's got to be in the 20s. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna reach so, any higher than that.
1: Yeah. So according to NFL draft buzz, um, who I've been following a lot from Skyline Reports, uh, his position ranking receiver is number five, but his draft projections the second round, of the top ten in the second round. So it sounds like he we wouldn't have to give up those assets in the first round to get this guy. We could we could maybe sit. <laughs> Are we, are we just trying to look for chemistry? I think, that's, I think, I think, I think that's what he's. If you
0: remember, for. I mean, which we all remember uh, Patrick Mahomes, whenever yes. he kind of requested to, uh, to take a, a stab at uh, Clyde, uh, Clyde Edwards, a at pick 32 overall, you know, the, the team asked him his his thoughts on Clyde Edwards, a and he was a big fan of him. Obviously Pat watches all sports. Pat's a big sports guy. He watched LSU quite a bit. Um, and he was fully aware that he liked what Clyde had to offer. Yes. Um, so in this situation, now he's actually being put in a situation that I've never heard of before of actually working out with the draft prospects before the draft ever happens. Um, that's one of the more unique things I've ever actually heard of because you would think Aaron Rodgers by now in all his years in, in Green Bay would have had the chance to do that. Or does that franchise just not give a damn what he thinks?
1: They don't, because, they don't give a damn, dude.
0: Because the Chiefs do give a damn what Patrick Mahomes yeah. thinks. And if Patrick Mahomes goes out there and throws with a guy for a while and picks up on a little chemistry or picks up on this is the type of receiver I want to be throwing to, they're gonna make that, they're gonna make that choice. They're gonna make that draft pick. And I think that's what they're doing in this. I don't think it's a smoke screen by any means. I think if Pat's not wasting first of all, they're not gonna waste Pat's time either. Pat's not gonna waste his time. They're not gonna waste Pat's time. They're doing this for a reason. And it's for a good reason. It's for a reason of seeing who do you gel with. And uh, it's something that I'm surprised more teams haven't done or just thought of, maybe. Or you know, at some point, we'll probably see this being banned at some point where you're not allowed to have your right. quarterback go throw with receivers in the draft. Um, but you know, meanwhile, while it is still legal, might as well do it. So, uh, to me, I think that it's going to come down to what Pat's thoughts are towards the receiver, and clearly, this tells me. We're gearing towards 31 overall being a wide receiver.
1: Yeah, pretty much getting close to that. But but that's, that's what I'm also, thinking. Also, if Greenberry respected Rodgers, they wouldn't have drafted Jordan Love in that situation. So. True. I was just using him as an but, example. yeah, it's a good example because that front office doesn't respect Rodgers in that
0: way. But why don't so. we see, like, Josh Allen doing this or Joe, Joe Burrow, you know? Yeah. And so on. You know, you just don't see that. You don't.
2: The thing that, uh, I, the thing that I think works to the Chiefs' advantage is the fact that when you look at guys like – McCole Hardman, Juju Smith Schuster, those guys are they're good receivers, but they don't hold as much value on other teams as they hold with Patrick Mahomes. And I feel kind of the same way with the Zay Flowers. The other teams are looking at this guy saying, Oh my gosh, he's only five ten. And yeah, that's a lot of value, you know, if you put him with Patrick Mahomes, but we we don't really know what to expect with him on any other teams. And so I feel like, like that's the chiefs might have a good shot at him.
0: Well, he's pretty much the exact same height and weight as Antonio Brown, but faster. So, um, we can, yeah. if you want to have a comparison, there's one for you.
2: Yeah. I've so, heard that comp. We'll, we'll go there for just a moment. I've, he- I've heard that uh, comp and I'm totally on board with him. That's minor, why I want him.
0: Minus the stupidity. Yes. That's what, that's what matters the most.
2: Right. Well, he wasn't stupid until he got CTE. Just to be right. clear, Vontaze, just to be clear, okay? Vontez Burfict made that happen. Vontes Burfict, <laughs> you know, it's it's his fault. It's not. Well, it's not Antonio Brown's now,
0: fault. Now, now in today's league, Vontez Perfect is banned, never coming back ever again. So maybe uh, Zay Flowers could stay mentally healthy for for longer.
2: And by the way, Antonio Brown did win a Super Bowl. So let's just not let's not. Make this a, a but, shit show, talking but, shit on Antonio Brown. Also, yeah, but I want to, for real. He I, also know, I know lost you do, Mike but Mike,
1: the championship. So,
2: come on, can we just can we just not can we just <laughs> not talk shit? Can I promise you I one thing? I don't want to have a segment like that. <laughs> where Say Flowers
0: just, will never walk out on his team in the middle of a game ever in his life, or I promise on, or
1: on his fantasy team. Promise
0: you. <laughs> And I'll never forget, never forgive.
1: <laughs> all right, uh, real quick here, Dave out here said Aaron wouldn't take the time to work out with a draft prospect. It's beneath his level
2: of <laughs> godliness. <laughs> it's
0: probably a good point. That's actually, actually
2: true. That's actually true. That's
0: probably, good. It's probably well, he's got to do podcast with uh with Pat McAfee and all that, so he didn't have time to be to be doing all that stuff. So
2: I wish there was a way that we could get like a, a wide receiver to work out with him in the dark like if you could have a darkness retreat where you just get one wide receiver and Aaron Rodgers can't even see the motherfucker and just start throwing well, passes to him that's my Holmes
0: and Kelsey they can do that in the dark all day if they, they want. probably
2: could <laughs> but I think that's what Aaron Rodgers wants yeah, yeah alright guys uh, uh
1: real quick here uh, Ian the Aussie concussion is a problem in ours too one of the players just suffered his 10th concussion in his future in the game is in doubt that's scrambled Holy eggs right there man. Holy man so, yeah, Did you that's... guys ever
0: have a concussion in sports? I had one. No. I had one.
1: I probably should have got checked for one after Jared Milo well, ran me over. Knowing but... what it
0: is, I know for a fact I had one. I didn't have one, no. But, yeah, I had one.
2: So, quick question, Mike. And I, I don't want to draw this out any more than I have to, <laughs> but would Antonio Brown still be in the league right now if he would never gotten CTE?
0: right now and he'd be yeah. at this point 35 yeah i would say so. 36 somewhere in there do you think yeah. that
2: cte ruined his career and that's the reason why he fucked himself
0: yeah and if i'm going to be really really horrible right now i'm going to say it's the reason he's going to die early yeah and yeah. I'm, I'm being serious when i say that and it's unfortunate i just want to make it's sure that you and
2: i are clear on that because you and i have debated this for a long it's, time it's also I the reason like he goes steal. to
0: hotel pools and pulls his dick out yeah. the same reason he does those things too so it's, it's all CTE based because this guy, this guy was actually friends with Dwayne the rock Johnson yes. yeah. before the CTE really hit in. And like those two were like, and Antonio Brown was on the come up. Antonio Brown was, as we all know, on his way to becoming as good as Jerry Rice. There was talks about that at the moment yeah and things just with the way they went downhill so fast and the amount of talent that guy has naturally of playing the game of football. um It's, it's sad. It's sad. And I'm, I'm afraid uh, for his, uh, you know, future now, you know what I'm saying? Like in the next few years.
2: I have a problem with the way that the Steelers let it get out there that they, you know, after the CTE and after everything with Antonio Brown, the Steelers came out and put it out there that like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were having problems with him long before you guys ever knew about the CTE. And I, I have a problem with that because not to this extent. I was like, when you look at what he, his production on the Steelers, I'm like, no, you guys are liars, okay? You never had a problem with Antonio Brown. He was a superstar for that fucking team. And so uh, that that's the thing that pisses me off is like they come out after the fact and say, oh, yeah, it's kind of like Dennis Rodman on the Detroit Pistons. No, no, don't lie to me, you piece of shit. You never had any problems with him back then because – in terms of Dennis Rodman, you were fucking winning championships. And in terms of Antonio Brown, you know, you had a superstar on that fucking team. Absolutely. So I I just hate it when teams come out after the fact, after a player goes off the rails or whatever, and you say, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, oh, we could see this coming a mile away. Shut the fuck up, you piece of shit. No, you did not. That's bullshit. That's what pisses me off about professional sports.
0: Antonio Brown changed, and it was pretty obvious when it happened.
2: Yep, it is. Do you guys have something else? Any
1: other NFL news?
0: I, I was done with my NFL news, guys. Okay. I was wanting to kick it over to JG for the NBA,
2: actually. I'll bet you would. Would You like? <laughs> you would like to talk about the NBA, wouldn't you, Mike? You've yeah. been waiting on that for so long. Well, no, now, it's, a, it's the put,
0: playoffs, man. It's the playoffs.
2: So let's put Mike out of his misery here because...
0: Uh, <sighs> Don't even start with that.
2: No, put him out of, my, out of my misery. A little bit pissed off right now, guys, because Draymond Green... Of my Golden State Warriors, because that's a team that I follow and I like, they suspended this guy. And if you guys haven't seen the play, I encourage you to go on YouTube right now and watch the play and figure out why this guy was suspended. It's so Demata Sabonis got called for a technical foul for grabbing his leg, grabbing Draymond's leg. And a lot of people are out there saying, well, he was the instigator. Um, and Draymond Green, who got called for a flagrant two, for stomping on, you know, allegedly stomping on Demonis opponents after the fact. Uh, if you guys can watch that play, you need I'll to try watch to, it I'll because try to pull it up here. You know, if you if you watch that same play, and I want you guys who are my age, I'm um, 46 years old. If you could take that same play and just move it back to the 1990s, you guys all know that this is inadvertent. The whole fucking play would have never been shown. Okay, it was just a physical play, and we we, you look back to the 1990s, it was a, a physical league, and now fast forward to 2023, it just it's become a cupcake league. The NBA is total cupcake and we can't let players get hit and you know i watched the play and basically nothing happened no. everything was inadvertent but now all of a sudden because the commissioner of the nba was watching live in the stands now we have the feeling that we need to we need to give draymond green a punishment because this is a guy that has you know he's got a he's got a bad rap he's the villain of the nba so now all of a sudden We have to punish him. The bottom line is, in the 1990s, this is not even a foul. Okay? So we had a technical foul on Sabonis, a flagrant two on Draymond Green. If this was in the 1990s, they wouldn't even call a common foul. And I promise you that. These guys got tangled up. It was totally inadvertent. And the problem I have with today's NBA is that it's not a real man's game. When Michael Jordan was playing, it was a real man's game because everybody knew when Michael Jordan was on the floor, he was going to score 30 points. And that was his average for his entire career. And they were out here to destroy him. Okay, I would like to use a different word, but uh, I've been told that I shouldn't use that word. But they were out to destroy Michael Jordan. Back then, it was a real man's game. Now, it's just kind of a cupcake game. And we don't we don't want to get any anybody offended, uh, but th- this was a nothing burger, and I'm just I'm appalled at the fact that Draymond. Got the board. The um, but the one thing that I took away from this game is that it is good theater by the NBA, and I, I I've always wondered is the NBA becoming the WWE where we just, we only, we don't care about good basketball. We only want good theater. And it it becomes a situation where we want to make a statement here. If I'm the commissioner of the NBA, I want to punish the villain. And we all know that the villain of the NBA is Draymond Green. And um, I'm just telling you that if I'm the commissioner right now, if I'm in his shoes, I'm telling you, I do not want to affect the outcome of a series I do not want to affect the outcome of a championship. And that's possibly what they're doing right now. And so if Draymond is not going to play in game three, I'm telling you exactly what's going to happen right now. The NBA has an image problem. If the Sacramento Kings win game three and they go up three to nothing, you guys all know, all of you NBA fans know that there's no way that any team will ever come back from a three to nothing deficit um, to come back and win the series. If the NBA does not make sure that the Warriors win this next game, then basically the series is over and it will be at the commissioner's expense because the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver will have decided this entire series. And so I'm telling you right now, the Warriors are going to win game three. You can take it to the bank right now because if they don't, that looks bad on the NBA because they decided the series, the players. And I don't know how many times we've talked about this in the NFL as well. And you guys know this, the players should decide the game,
1: Here's not style. the
2: referees. Referees shouldn't decide the game. The, the NFL commissioner, the NBA commissioner, They're not in charge of deciding these games. I'm telling you right now, if the Warriors do not win this next game, the NBA commissioner decided the game by removing Tremont Green, who is the facilitator. He's not the best player on the Golden State Warriors, but you guys all know that watch the NBA. He is the facilitator. He is basically one of the best defensive players on the team, and he also facilitates the offense. And so the problem I have is that the NBA, they also they're looking back at the mouse in the palace, you know, and my gosh, I I can't even count that many years ago. Was that 2004 when we had the mouse in the palace? The NBA. So so Draymond Green did something with the fans and the NBA commissioner got pissed off like, oh, we've got to do something to stop him. I'm here to tell you right now. Draymond Green has nothing to do with the malice in the palace. Okay, so if you're if you're sitting if you're sitting there as Adam Silver, and I hope you're listening to me right now, if you're sitting there trying to prevent malice in the palace from happening again, dude, that was twenty fucking years ago. Okay, and that has nothing to do with Draymond Green. You are not going to punish Draymond Green for what happened twenty fucking years ago at the mouse in the palace. So you you are in a fairy tale land, you are so far away if you're going to tr- try to punish one fucking guy for something that happened 20, 20 years ago because you think he could have somehow made something like that happen again. And so I've heard a lot of people that are pissed off on the fact that Draymond Green is getting suspended for this game and I, I everybody's pissed off about it. And it's bullshit because he, sh- he should have never been suspended. The whole play on both sides was inadvertent. And now you're putting the golden state warriors in a position where they could be down zero to three and not have a chance to come back to defend their NBA championship. That is a piss poor. Let me reiterate that. That is a piss poor position. For the NBA it's, to be in,
1: it is a bad situation. But you know, it's—I don't know—I I well, didn't—I didn't agree with him being suspended, anyways.
0: I, I think that in some ways, Jason, I think you're too—you're too kind of stuck on the fact that NBA has a image problem. All the major leagues do, besides maybe NHL. NHL doesn't give a fuck. Other other <laughs> leagues do care about their image, absolutely. Um, But I, I will just say, like, I, I think that you're you're too worried about comparisons to old times with meta world peace and so on. And I I think that you need to look at the exact situation at hand. And to me, in in my, in my opinion, and we've seen Draymond green over his career. Correct. The guy is a physical, physical player. He is to me, almost the same damn guy as Patrick Beverly.
1: He's also kind of really emotional.
0: Sure. But I, I compare him as far as I've seen Patrick Beverly be a dirty asshole. (laughs) <laughs> and he pisses me off in the past when I've seen him play some games. He's a guy that I don't like. I don't like Patrick
2: Beverly. But it, hey, I also
0: don't like Draymond Green too much either. But I'm gonna be honest about the situation.
2: If Beverly were on the Suns, you would love him. He'd be your favorite player of all time. And don't no, I don't know about would. that.
0: I don't know about that. I don't know that I can agree with that because I've not liked him actually for a long time. He's a killer. For a long time I've not liked that guy. He's a dirty ass. Um <laughs> but I think I think that we're looking at a guy who's been known to do this reminds me a lot comparatively to Indominus Sue in the NFL, someone who does these things randomly and you'll see him just be a dirty asshole every once in a while, stomp on a guy's foot stomp on this or that, and just do some things here and there that are just unnecessary for the game. And a lot of times when Sue has done these things, it's after the whistles blown. And in a, in a play like what we just saw where this guy gets stomped on from Drummond Green it was clearly not in the middle of a play. I mean, the ball was going back across the court the other way. Um, and I, it reminds me a little bit of that. It reminds me a little bit of a, just an unnecessary type of a, a moment because, you know, you don't see other guys on the court. Like you would never see a Steph Curry do that. Like, it's just not going to happen. You know, first of all, he's not going to be in that situation, but it's just not going to happen. Like, these, these, these things follow these types of players throughout their career for a reason. You know, we talk about sometimes like, you know, some kinds of people like being labeled a certain way. And that's because, well, your actions continuously show you behave this way. And so, you know, why would we give you the benefit of the doubt of you being innocent when you're when you're not? Because over the course of time, you've continuously shown that you're a dirty ass. And that's to me what Draymond Green is. And so that's why I say he is very much guilty. And I don't I don't know that I agree with a suspension or not, but I would suspend him for one game,
2: 100%. I just think that there's too much blame to go around because there are so many people out there that were trying to blame Demonis Sabonis for being the instigator. And when I watched the play, he didn't do shit. Like he has right now, he has a chest contusion. He I held think he's,
1: on to the guy.
2: He's questionable to play the next game. He had a chest contusion because the guy stepped on him. But you see him reaching out and everybody said, "Oh, oh, he grabbed. He did grab Draymond's leg. Draymond's leg. He didn't do shit, dude. He, he was him. getting ready to grab his chest because oh, his like, chest fucking God. hurt." So, I I don't think I don't think Sabonis did anything wrong. I don't think Draymond <laughs> did anything wrong. Everything was inadvertent, but I'm glad Mike that you brought up Meta World Peace because I would love to see that exact same play with Meta World Peace on the ground and instead of a beer can hitting him in the chest or a, a cup of beer I think it was hitting him in the chest Ben so, Wallace's uh, foot Ben Wallace's Ugh. foot in the chest <laughs> I mean do, I mean we all know that that would have ended up differently and <laughs> that's why I'm going to give credit to Draymond Green because and Sabonis the, the everybody out there because nothing ever happened and allegedly Draymond Green was instigating the crowd nothing ever happened if you would have put if you would have put meta world peace and steven jackson my guy yeah in the same scenario dude you would have had all out war and so i think the nba has already proven that they've made strides to make everything better and just keep you know keep every all the fans safe and everything like that nobody did every anything wrong and i just think this this whole preemptive <laughs> thing where Oh, we got to keep the fans safe, and yeah, we can't let anything happen. I was like, that has nothing to do with part's fucking. Really bogus is what that it has is. nothing to do with fucking nothing. 2004, dude. Nothing. Get over it. That was fucking 20 years ago.
1: Uh, real quick here, Ian says in Australia, the fans would be in uproar for the player on the floor faking an injury, which they should. And two full at the same time says, "Is that is that the same dude who chest bumped a bunch of people after a supposed chest contusion?" Well, that's so that's <laughs> the other thing. <laughs> that
2: faker. Okay, <laughs> so that's that's the other thing. When I first watched the play, the first thing that came to my mind was like, "Is Demonis Sabonis faking it because Mike Brown is his coach, formerly of the Warriors, and he wants Draymond to just do something stupid because that's uh-huh. the only way." He, you know, Mike Brown realizing that that's the only way that we can beat this team is if we get Draymond pissed off enough to do something stupid. That was my first thought. But when I, when I actually went back and watched the play, I was like, no, that's that's legit. Like Sabonis got knocked down to the floor. Yep. Everything happened in real time. None of this was staged. And he was just like he got kicked in the chest and then. Draymond Green was just trying to get out of there. Like quite honestly, Draymond was was just trying to get the hell out of there. But
1: Sabonis grabbed him. So,
2: so like the whole thing is bullshit and I'm pissed off that they suspended him, but you know, that's on the NBA. And like, like I've already said, I'll put it out there. If, if they don't make sure that the Warriors win this next game, then the whole thing is fucking rigged. And I don't (laughs) think the NBA wants that shit out there. And you guys fucking know it. You guys are listening to me right now. You guys fucking know it, that this is rigged. And you know that the Warriors will win this next game. Because if they don't, then that that looks very bad on the NBA.
1: Real quick, Jason, before we move on to our next NBA topic, the Aussie wants to know about Josh Giddy. How good could he become?
2: I, I think he's great. I mean, he's going to be better than Chet Holmgren. And I think that the Thunder... Most important fact is that the Thunder have a good core going right there with SGA. I told you guys a couple of weeks ago that I think SGA is the most underrated superstar in the NBA. And uh, he's, he's going to be a dominant force for years to come. And Josh Getty, I believe is going to be the Robin to Batman as we move forward. And I, I think, you know, Chet Holmgren, I just, I don't really know what to expect from him. I think he could be, One of these guys like Anthony Davis is going to get injured every year. or Zion Williamson, something like that. But uh, Josh Gilly, Josh Gilly, Josh Giddy is a great player. I think the most important thing for the Thunder is that you've got that one, two punch that you can depend on for the next five to 10 years for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree there.
0: So, all right, well, what's our next topic jump, the jump, NBA world? And two, the Suns and Clippers. Are we doing Suns and Clippers? Got
2: to talk about the Suns and
0: Clippers. Yeah, two for a few minutes at least. I mean, it, it is uh, my favorite team on the hook right now. So um, I actually, being in Las Vegas, I had a, a bet placed on them, um, thinking it would be an easy win with Paul George being out. I, I did too. And uh, Tanner <laughs> apparently did too. So... Um. Yeah, we, that did not fare well that evening Because it, <laughs> it felt like the right call They'll end up losing by five Um. Now, obviously, the Suns made up for it With winning last night, so They're on the right track once again But it's not going to be easy I mean, they got to no. get some things figured out here and there Because they should be handling This situation better than they are so far um, Especially if you're Talking about, you know, wanting to get To the finals, you got Kevin Durant healthy And all that, so to me, uh, I'm just curious what, Jason. You have to bring up because I'm okay talking Suns all day, man. But I want to see what your problem is.
2: I yeah. So I, got I've got a I've got he a does. few problems. <laughs> I, 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 I got a few problems with this fucking series. Um, number one is the fact that we all talked about the fact that Kevin Durant was undefeated as a Suns player in the regular season, but. If you're an NBA aficionado, you know that the regular season doesn't matter. And it's completely different than the postseason, uh, even far more than the NFL. And so when the Clippers won that first game, it was kind of like, OK, you know, that probably doesn't mean anything because Paul George isn't going to play. And the Suns are still going to win this in five games. It's going to be a gentleman's sweep. Um The big problem I have with this series right now is that Russell Westbrook is not the Russell Westbrook that you saw on the L.A. Lakers. Not at all. He made an impact in game one. Even though he only scored nine points in that first game, they still won. Russell Westbrook scored 28 points in the second game. So when I look at this and I see that Westbrook scored 28 points, in that second game. And Kawhi had 31-8-7. and seven, And the Clippers bench really didn't do shit in game two. We always talk about this over and over again. I try to cram it down you guys' throat. The role players generally don't do shit on the road. But when you go back home, which is what's going to happen for the next two games in this series, these Clippers role players, Norm Powell, Terrence, man, when they go back to play on their home court, they are actually going to show up. So I've got, I've got some issues here with the Suns, And I I know that we look at Kevin Durant and he's basically, you know, he's to me, he's the, he's still to me, the best player in the league. Mm -hmm. But we saw last year when he was on Brooklyn, the best player in the league is not, good enough to do something by himself. He was not good enough to beat the Bucks last year by himself. I don't know that he's good enough this year to beat the Clippers. Um all of this stuff that we've seen from the Clippers has all happened on the road. Westbrook he's still a superstar guys. If you if you if you put up twenty eight points on the road we all think that Russell Westbrook is a washed player. You put up 28 points on the road, you are still a superstar in this league. Even though everybody's out there, I listen to it every day. The guy can't shoot. He can't do shit. He's washed. You know, his shooting percentage, he can't shoot threes. Whatever you want to throw out there. The guy can still play. He put up 28 points on the road. You look at the other side of the court, all right? And like I don't care about Paul George, right? He's irrelevant right now. He's not going to show up in this series. I'm looking at the other side of the court. Cameron Payne hasn't even fucking played. No. He's questionable to play in the next game. We have zero depth on this Phoenix Suns team. Okay? These zero. games. These games by Phoenix were played at home. And how many points did CP3 put up? 16 points at home. Do you really think that CP3 I know Mike doesn't trust him to show up on the road. Does anybody out there really trust CP3 to show up on the road?
1: Not consistent. When he only put
2: up 16 points at home. Tory Craig, 17 points at home. Deandre Ayton only 14. A lot of people believe that Deandre Ayton is a star player in this league. You only put up 14 points on your home court. Does anybody really believe that these guys are going to show up on the road? If you don't show up in LA, this is a three-one series, guys. If you only have one fucking guy in Kevin Durant, and maybe let's let's just say Devin Booker, I'll, I'll give Devin Booker credit to show up to one of the two games. I think this is going to go two to two. This is going to be a, a tied series, but if the sons don't get their act together because they have no depth whatsoever, they don't get their act together. This could be three one. And if you're, if you're down three, one going back to Phoenix, we have a problem. That is a huge problem. I don't think that's that going to happen. Be. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be two, two going back to Phoenix, but Russell Westbrook is for real. And I, I feel like it's time for people to stop talking shit on him because of his Lakers days and just give this guy some fucking credit because he is a difference mech maker. I don't care about the percentages that you saw. And he had a shitty field goal percentage on the Lakers. I don't care. What is he doing right now? He just put up 28 points in game two. That's a problem for the Suns moving forward.
1: So here's what I got here. Russell Westbrook, I think is actually the key for the Clippers. While you were uh, talking there, I went back through the last month of April and the only time the Clippers won in April, and I'm sure it's further on, I didn't go back that far is when the plus minus is under 10 when it's positive of 10 is plus minus on, the, on the other day yesterday, I guess it would be is minus 13. They lost It's plus minus on the 16th. The first game of the series was minus six. They won. It literally trended that entire way. If he's minus 10 or or I guess would be more. So like minus 10 to minus 20, even more, they lose. If he's under that minus 10 mark, they will, they, they win. They win. And that's what it trended in April. And it's the key. Russell Westbrook is the key. How much responsibility can he take for these possessions for the Clippers? You know, you had three turnovers uh, late yesterday. You had two turnovers in the first game. You have to minimize those turnovers. We had the eight assists to be able to cancel those out in a way. Eleven boards. Yes, you didn't score twenty-eight points the first game, but you scored nine. You still brought up stuff. So I think the plus-minus for Westbrook is going to be your key in this series, and it's up to Westbrook. Westbrook controls essentially how this Clipper
0: team performs. Well, I just like to talk about the Suns for just a second and the state of the Suns and where they're at and why they got here in the first place. Was that you know they they obviously went all in. To get Kevin Durant to get to this point, because this was not a good season for the Suns. No, up to up to the point of getting getting Kevin Durant, it has not been a good season whatsoever to be a Phoenix Suns fan. But you're talking about the lack of depth. That was part of the deal. Part of the deal was was trading away Cam Johnson and trading away Jay Crowder and McCall Bridges. That's part of the deal. That's why there's no depth anymore left on that team. Um, they're basically their whole goal right now. Is to try to win this whole damn thing with their starting five. Yeah and Tory Craig probably is not worthy of being on a starting five. I mean, he's actually had some good games. I don't mean to totally dis- diss the guy. I mean, he's kind of doing what Jay Crowder was doing. I'll give him credit for that. Um, but before Jay before the trade, he was a backup role player. Yes, he's now been thrust into being a starter, and luckily he's shown up at times but this Suns team we see currently is exactly what they wanted it to be. Like this situation we're in right now where there is no depth is exactly what they asked for when they did that KD trade. Um I just hope you guys understand there's there's a current uh former NFL player on the Suns roster as a matter of fact. Uh it's it's on the it's on the he's on the bench. So is this a deal but- where
2: where I talk about NBA shit during the NFL topic, and then you talk about NFL shit during my NBA topic. No, I not at like, all, but uh, like, I'm, uh, I'm, point, I'm pointing out what happens. Yes, Ish-Wayne ish White. Yeah, Ish-Wayne White.
0: I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> making a comment that they're, to do it. they're currently, do it. well, I do it all the time. Let them do it. But I, they're, they're currently working with a former NFL player on their roster, and that's on their bench. Like, you feel like that should not even be a thing. Like, why is that even a thing? And yes, we're talking about Ish right, yeah. which you guys probably know about more than I'd even do. Um, but what, do, what are they supposed to do? Not really. <laughs> what are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do at this point?
2: Well, I, I agree with you, Mike. Like, this is, what they signed, this is what they signed up for when they made the trade. So, so if w- they
0: fail, they fail. If they fail, they deserve to fail. And they got to figure it out next year, which they're going to have nothing to work with because their future was with Cam Johnson. But the thing is, they went all in. And you yeah. and I know when we talk about Baccarat, we talk about gambling. You never go you all, never in. Go all <laughs> in. Well, the sons did exactly what I used to do back in my 20s.
2: <laughs> so, well, you know, that, yeah, that's the funny thing. I feel like in sports, when you make that all in move, it, it's, it's just like everything else. It's a 50 50 proposition. Sometimes it works, a la the LA Rams, and sometimes it doesn't.
1: I uh, the six 2014 Royals and the 2015 Royals.
2: Yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But but the I difference
0: with the, hold on Tanner, the difference with the Royals though, they were already working themselves towards winning before they made their trade of Jose Jose. Uh, I almost said Jose Cuervo. <laughs> 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 Jose I thought, I thought you were going to say Jose oh, you, I you thought you about re- Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto. Oh
2: <laughs> gosh, I thought he was going to say that's
1: Jose the, Abreu. That's the Palomo talking.
2: <laughs> I thought he was going to say Jose Abreu and then Jose Cuero. I meant Johnny like, Cueto. And, and
1: Jose no, <laughs> they,
0: they made that trade at the trade deadline, you guys. The Royals trade was the trade deadline, but the Royals were already in a winning position at that, to- at that point anyways. So the Suns in this situation already knew they were falling behind, so they were all in to try to make up for that and had to give away
2: all their future pieces. And dude, here's the thing about the Suns. They had to do that deal. Nobody's ever going to come down on them for making that deal. But no, the one thing that they did not sign up for was campaign getting injured because that was basically we are talking about depth. That that's that's all of their depth, and so if he's not even going to play, now all of a sudden you got a problem with with zero depth on your bench. And by the way, the Phoenix starters shot sixty percent last night, and that game was played in Phoenix. Do you really think? the Phoenix starters are going to shoot 60%. I don't care. I don't care where the game is played. If it's played in Phoenix or in LA, you cannot count on them to shoot 60% in all of these games. And they, they won the game last night, but like, that's just not something that you can depend on from just basically Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, CP three and Devin Booker. I certainly don't depend on CP three to be able to do that shit. But this is like our old retail you remember, You guys remember all retail days when we walk into work and it was like, it was a skeleton crew. It's like, yo, we got to do, we, we got to do a job guys. And we, we should have eight people right now, but we've only got five. Make it happen. That's what Five's the Phoenix. I'm not going to tell you what a lot. I'm not going to <laughs> give away what company I used to work for by the day, but you all, you guys all know that work in retail, it happens, you know, If you got a skeleton crew, that's what the Phoenix Suns are working with right now, and you you can make it work, but you've got to have something off the bench. And if they don't have campaign, they've got zero. They got a big zero burger coming off of that fucking bench. That's a huge problem.
0: Oh, I agree. They got to get campaign back. Um, and I don't know how severe right now the injury is, but uh, he's obviously missed game one, game two. I'm hoping he can be back for game three, but, I mean, uh, he's he's obviously the sixth man. It's a I mean, back, on, it's on, a on back this, injury. On this team.
2: Like, the ba- you know those back injuries, <clears throat> that can go one of two ways. They don't go away. He's done, or he might play the next game. Well, it doesn't go away when you're old, maybe. But <clears throat>
0: maybe campaign <laughs> can come back from it. Yeah,
2: well, if he's got a back injury, um, this let, let's, I'll put it this way. Let's just hope he was vaccinated. That's my only oh, hope for him. If he's vaccinated, that that back's probably going to start working these next couple of days. You know, we
0: will being in Phoenix for a few years, I mean, I assume he's probably had to get that at some point. So, I bet he's probably safe. He's he's safe and healthy. Bottom line is, point.
2: I think they're in trouble. I think they're in trouble, but it's going to be a seven game series at this point because I believe in Russell Westbrook when the whole world never believed in his ass, especially those Laker fans out there.
0: Very nice. It's Very true. Nice. All right, guys, uh, we've been running a bit long uh, the last couple shows it seems like, but um, we'll be we'll be wrapping it up here, and then we'll be back at you guys of course once again. But we'll be on Tuesday, so those of you on 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 Wednesdays that will be listen, uh, look for us on Tuesday of course. If you're not from Kansas City, then check us out. Of course, we'll be live like we talked about earlier at Limitless Brewing Company. And if you are here in town, of course, come on out and hang out with us for a while. Uh, we're going to have some trivia for a little bit, too, as well. Some draft trivia. And that's that's going to be a great thing. We're going to do some draft trivia. We're going to do some college pick'em trivia. So yeah. we've got a couple things for the people out there. Got some games. As well as we just want to talk some draft with you guys. The whole show is draft. We're not talking NBA next week. No. Hey, no, no NBA. No NBA. No NBA. So it's just until Saturday. It's all drafts. Yeah, until Saturday, you guys can talk. I'm just
2: time. talking about gambling. Never go all in. <laughs> Never go all in. So that's uh, our that's our plan.
1: Ian out here says, "Love the passionate commentary." Don't forget to watch some AFL AFL Australian rules. So
2: yeah, I'm gonna check that
0: out. I'm we gonna, will. I'm Ian. interested in that because for some reason I just like uh, associated it with rugby, and I, oh, it's yeah, it's Tanner corrected man. me. So okay, apparently it's different. I'll check it out.
1: Aussie Ian, appreciate you, man. So uh, guys, yeah, make sure you yes, tune in Tuesday night next week. Look for the bell. Hit the bell on the Buffoons channel because you'll know when we go live. Hit the bell on the let Talk Sports channel. You go know when we go live. Because every you get a comment, you push the comment, your name goes in the in the drawing for the free jersey. Thanks to let Talk Sports, just badass. And if you're at Limitless Brewing, I might have a special deal for you. If you're alive, we'll get you'll be able to put your name in for the drawing for the jersey. But you might be able to get extra drawings if you come up to the microphone. But We'll see what I can do there. So,
2: or you might just get drunk at the bar. Well, well, you probably could do that just too. get drunk, and either listen. way, that's you're going to win. That's either, an option. Whatever as well. happens, you win. Basically. Yeah. So tune in,
1: true. tune in next week, guys. Hit the bell, subscribe, like this video as well. So we'll we'll get that jersey release underway. So
0: that's right, guys. Well, I don't have anything else to say. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'll see y'all in the next one.
1: Outro. See you guys.